Today with Catherine Ruinala. God has truly been speaking to me about this river that flows from his throne. We read about it in Psalm 36 about the, the river of his pleasure. We can start there and have a quick look. Um, verse 8 of Psalm 36, they drink their fill of the abundance of your house and you give them to drink of the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. And isn't that true? That when we come into his presence and we worship him, we have those Job moments where we go, I've heard of you with the hearing of the ear, but now I've seen you with my own eyes and I repent in dust and ashes. The fear of God comes in and, oh, God. But clarity comes and you begin to recognize, oh, everything makes sense because in his light, we see light. The entrance of his word brings light and understanding to the simple. We, we can see, I can see clearly now the rain has gone in his presence. Yay, praise the Lord. And there's a river that flows from his throne. And that's what this is talking about here in Ezekiel 47. Um, it's talking about this water flowing out from under the threshold uh, of, the, of the throne room. There is a river that flows from God above. There is a fountain that's filled with God's great love. Come to the waters, there is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. It's the truth. It's this river that flows. And yes, it's a messianic prophecy that speaks of how the gospel began and then it's continuing and continuing and going until the glory of the Lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. But it's also a prophetic invitation for you and I to drink from the river of his pleasure and as, he, as we read it here in verse 3, it says, when the man, this is the Lord leading Ezekiel in a divine encounter, went out toward the east with a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits and he led me through the water, water reaching the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, water reaching the knees. Say knees. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and the water was reaching the loins. Again, he measured a thousand and it was a river I could not ford for the water had risen, enough water to swim in, a river that could not be forded or a river that could not be crossed. He said this to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me to the bank of the river. This river, this ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and then out of thy depth is such a picture of the invitation of the Father calling us deeper, deeper still, deeper still, further in, deeper, deeper. The Lord always has more for us than you are comfortable with. That's why when the Holy Spirit touches you, stay on the ground. Don't be in a hurry to get up and go and say, okay, I've had a touch that was nice. You know, for me, this idea of ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, you know, and, and then right in, 
this is a challenge. For me, as a, a doer, achiever, I like to achieve stuff. And um, for me just to, to stay in this place of drinking from the river of his pleasure, it's like, okay, that was good. Now, let's, what's the next thing? Let's move on. And the Lord actually wants us to learn what it looks like to live in the place of abiding. Some people ask, well, how do you practically do that? And, you know, the, I've had a misunderstanding about this over the years. I've condemned myself saying, well, I'm only just living waist deep. I'm not really all in because if I were all in, my life would look different. And that may be true, but God isn't looking for those that will go and become hermits and just do nothing but pray all day, all night. God actually came to give you life and life more abundant. He blesses you and wants you to work. He wants you to sleep. He wants you to spend time with your family. He wants you to play. He wants you to eat when it's time to eat. And he wants you to have a balanced, happy life. So how do we go all in and still do all of that stuff? I mean, if you're working 10 hours a day and you're sleeping eight hours a day, who can do the sums? How many have you got left? Okay, so you got six hours left. You got to spend some time with the wife and the kids, and you've got to you've got to um, do some exercise, and you you maybe need to do some emails and some work, and and pay some bills and do some groceries. And so, if you're finding and feeling like, oh, I never do enough, don't don't buy the lie. The enemy would love to have you on a treadmill, always telling you it's never enough. And that's not what going deep in the river is about. That's not what I'm talking about, okay? This is important because I always believed, well, I'm not doing enough. I remember as a young mum with three kids, man, it was tough trying to get enough sleep and do all the things and pray. And I remember I'd hear about these evangelists that would spend seven hours a day on the floor in the presence of God and have such a great anointing. And I'd think to myself, well, I can't do that, so maybe I can have a little bit of an anointing because I can have like between 11 and 12 at night when everyone's asleep, then I could maybe get some time alone with God. Any mothers know what I'm talking about when they're little and they're, they're full on? You snatch what you can. And I, I equated it that time would equal anointing. I also equated it that fasting would equal anointing. But then I, you know, and I thought I'll fast every time before I preach. And then I'd start getting invited to preach every day and realize I can't fast every day. So like what days can I afford to be less anointed for? Anybody else ever had these sort of thoughts? And I realized there was something wrong with my thinking. It wasn't about what I would do that would bring the river and the anointing. It's about a heart posture. Hosea 6.6 6 says, God desires loyalty, not sacrifice. He's looking for your heart. But he is looking for us to go deeper than ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. And that, that is a challenge because it's a place of surrender and it's an uncomfortable place where I'm no longer the Lord of my life. I am living with in the reality of him being my Lord 24-7.
And you can still have a normal, healthy, abundant, beautiful, much happier, fruitful, productive life and live immersed in his presence. But it requires a surrender and a shift. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is bringing a divine restructuring of believers' lives who've been living in a place of survival and the the Lord is bringing you out right now into a place of thriving and habitation of the Holy Ghost where he's in you and upon you and continually blaring and blazing upon you. For wherever the river goes, There's life. (laughs) I can feel him every time I talk about him. This is what happens when you acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Listen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Spirit. Listen to what it says. If you're wondering why I shake, it's, it's just because... I have weak wiring when it comes to the Holy Spirit. If I try to stop one thing shaking, something else, my mouth will shake or something will happen. So just be okay. It's okay. Not everybody has um, the same wiring. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Spirit. Then he said to me, verse 8, these waters go out to the eastern region and go down to the Arabah. And by the way, let me tell you about this. I could control this at any moment because the Holy Spirit doesn't overtake your free will. But when you choose to yield your free will to him, he is better than you are. And as you learn to surrender, you'll discover that his ways are higher and his ways are better. Hallelujah. And that yielding to the river will bring life and productivity and fruitfulness like you've never seen. Let me read it to you here. It says, it'll come about that every living creature with swarms in every place where the river goes will live. And there will be very many fish, say very many fish. For these waters go there and the others become fresh so that everything will live where the river goes. Everything will live where the river goes. Say that. Everything will live where the river goes. You see, if you want life and fruitfulness, you need to let the river flow. It says here, it'll come about that fishermen will stand beside it from Engedi to Engelame, and there will be a place for the spreading of nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh, for they will be left for salt. By the river on its bank on one side and on the other will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. There is an abundance, there is fruitfulness, continuous, glorious, supernatural fruitfulness that comes with the flow of the river. But where we don't actually let the river flow through us, it becomes a swamp and a marsh. You can receive, but if you're not giving out, you won't see it activated. You can actually see this tangibly with this anointing where... If I'm feeling the anointing of God, like Mandy was feeling the fire at the beginning, you know, just feeling it and doing nothing with it 
will cause it just to die, will cause it just to become like a swamp, a swamp and a marsh, because a swamp and a marsh has no outflow. In the same way, the Holy Spirit is upon us for others and God wants to flow through you tangibly. It's like an electrical current that if there is a, I mean, I'm not an electrician. Whoever has our electricians in the house? There you are. Wayne, help me understand this. So like if electricity flows, something's touching electricity and it's touching something else, the electricity flows through, right? But if it's not touching something else, it doesn't have anywhere to go. The flow stops, right? And it's not a good result. <laughs> God wants us to be those that are flowing, that we're Holy Ghost conductors. Holy Ghost conductors, that whew, the river just flows continually. And it's not just one-off things. God has an invitation for us to carry the glory like the waters cover the sea is his desire to see the glory of the Lord cover the earth like this sea that he's talking about. This river is going to flow. It's going to flow from ankle deep to waist, knee deep, waist deep until the glory of the Lord covers the earth like the waters cover the sea. There's no coincidence that he talks about it being waters there because it is the result of the river. Wherever the river goes, there is life. Everything the river touches lives. And God wants you to be fruitful and abundant in every good word and work. And he wants everything you do to prosper, everything you do to live. And so if you learn how to prioritize drinking deeply from the river of his pleasure, you'll see the fruitfulness of that river flow through you. There'll be fish of many kinds, many kinds of fish. Of course, there'll be souls. This is how we see the souls come in. And that's why we're seeing so many souls coming to Jesus every week. And we pray more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. Let the glory and the news of your love and your salvation go to the ends of the earth through us for your name's sake. The people everywhere may be reconciled to him. But not only will there be souls that will come as a result of you spending time in the river, really yielding yourself to a life of living in the acknowledgement of his presence day and night, you'll have supernatural ideas. There are many kinds of fish in this river. It's not just souls. There's supernatural ideas for business. There's supernatural ideas for ministry, supernatural ideas for family, supernatural ideas that are just glorious. I, I mean, I was spending time with the Lord today, and um, at the end of the day, Joseph came in from work, and, um, and I was just asking him, how's work going? And we were talking and we've been praying. I've been praying privately for a while. I feel like there might be something better, a better job for him or something else. And I was just talking to him. And all of a sudden, I just had this Holy Ghost idea that lit my heart up and then lit his heart up. And when I told Emily, it lit her heart up. And we were all saying, that's an awesome idea. Why didn't we have this idea before? That just... Wow, it's like it's played as day. Wow, that's such a great idea. But it came 
just as an overflow from the river. And you'll find that things that you've been wrestling with, problems you've been wrestling with for a long time, you give yourself just to spending time in the river of his delight and his pleasure, you'll come out of it and out of your mouth, out of your belly will flow God's solutions, God ideas that you weren't even looking for in the moment. I've had so many times I've been on the floor just enjoying the presence of God and then suddenly I've got this God idea that I've got, oh, I'm so excited because I know it's a God idea. And the fruit that has come from those God ideas has been amazing. Uh, my new book was a God idea. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and so the Holy Spirit's on it. He blesses it. And it's so exciting. Praise the Lord. I forgot to tell you, we're going to be doing a signing this Sunday. Hallelujah. But I'm so, I believe that as we learn what it looks like to give ourselves to prioritizing his presence, you're going to see the fruitfulness you've longed to see. You know, it's one thing and so important that we learn as believers to read the Bible in the morning and in the evening. You don't have to spend hours, but just read something every morning, every night before you go to sleep, last thing before you turn the light out. Pick up the book and actually get a paper one. Can I encourage you that? Because if you've got, got your phone or anything, it's so easy to get distracted. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Squirrel. There we go. And before you know it, you've spent 10 minutes on Facebook instead of in the Word. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. Well, oh, there we go. There's a notification. Well, what's that? What's that news? Important news I need to know. Stop. Put it on airplane mode and open up the paper Bible. Hallelujah. And read something and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. But as well as reading the Word of God and, oh, it's so rich, it's so beautiful. I had the Bible on the floor today and I was on the floor with my head on the Bible, just oh, so appreciating his word. But after you, after you read the, the word of God, open up your mouth and begin to talk to him. Tell him all the things that are on your heart. You, if you've struggled to pray, you know, a lot of people are comfortable with the doing. I can I can do an activity. I can read the Bible. I can do an activity, but actually like, oh, this uncomfortable space where I'm just like stepping out now into just talking to him can be a little uncomfortable for some people and we can replace it with activity. And the activity is good, but the Bible says that his your voice to him is lovely. And to access the river of his delight is to access the revelation of his response to your voice. As you begin to speak, you get to see his face light up. And as you begin to realize how he feels about you when you talk to him, your heart begins to open and the love of God begins to flow. As you're talking to him about your problems and your stresses and your anxiety, God's not up there going, oh, here we go, I'm at work now, I have to listen to these people. That's just not how he is. 
He said, when you start talking to him and telling him all the things, I mean, read the Psalms. This is how the psalmist did it. He's like, oh, I don't like it that these people are happening and this is happening. He tells him clear, plain, open, really bold. I'll just tell you like it is. And he keeps talking until hope springs up. And then the Holy Spirit comes and he releases hope to you. Ah, and he loves it. And you can do that. But when you begin to ask, you'll find and realize there's so much more to ask for. And you'll get the flows start to happen. This is good. And then when you finally come to the end of all the things you've got on your mind, it's like you've swatted all the mosquitoes. And there's nothing else buzzing around in your mind. You can put some worship on. And for me, sometimes I like to get on my back and just let him restore my soul. I worship him. I adore him. But sometimes I'm on my face. That's why that was me today. <laughs> I was on my face with the Bible. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I love you so much. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's good because you know, sometimes if you're just on your back, you might fall asleep if you're just doing nothing. Sometimes people don't understand soaking. They think it's just lying there and waiting for God to do something. That's not what this is. That's not what drinking from the river is. It's an active engagement. And that can look like you on your back. That can look like you on your face. That can look like you walking in the backyard with the Holy Spirit. But whatever it looks like, there needs to be a faith engagement with the Lord where you let him come and restore yourself soul. Let him come and pour in that perfect love that casts out all the fears, all the anxieties about not measuring up, all the fears and all the worries about the future, all the concerns that you have. Let his Holy Spirit come with the love and the delight in his face to so displace it all that it all disappears. And then everything you do, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will speak. Everything you do will live. There will be fruit when you're not looking for it or expecting it. There'll be the fruit trees are bearing every month, not just in summer, not just in winter, every month. And there'll be continuous fruitfulness if you will prioritize rest. If you will prioritize giving yourself to letting him love you. This isn't some luxury that you should allow yourself every now and again or just on Friday nights. But God has for you every day daily bread. He has love for you that passes knowledge, supernatural peace, freedom, deliverance, and help for you in every area that you have need. And he'll strengthen you. The Bible says those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk. They won't get faint. This isn't just a, a nice little scripture that you see in the bathroom. This isn't just a nice little memory verse. This is the reality of what happens when you surrender to drinking from the river. So if you're one of those that, that 
falls asleep when you're lying on the floor uh, with some worship music, then adopt another posture. But whatever it takes, engage in faith and take it, receive it, take it, receive it. You know, it's, it's a little hard because, you know, with my achiever thing, I'm always wanting to do something, do something, do something. But to let him do what he wants to do it takes an act of yielding and surrender. And I've discovered this is the only way to an abundant and fruitful life. Otherwise, I can just be spinning my wheels. And God never called us to burn out. He called us to burn brightly. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord risen upon us. Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. When you get up from drinking deeply of the river of his pleasure, there is a awareness of his presence that needs to be cultivated in our lives in order to, by faith, really engage in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Paul would not have prayed that you would know the fellowship of the Holy Spirit if there wasn't more to understand and engage with. There's more to learn about what it looks like to flow and walk with the Holy Spirit, to be in him, live and move and have our being. You see, if we're aware of him, we'll honor him in all of our ways.